0: Hey everyone, it's Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, and you're listening to another DevOps chat. This DevOps chat features uh, features a return of our friend Chris O'Malley, CEO of CompuWare. Chris, happy 2019 and welcome back to DevOps Chat. Thank you, and glad to be here, Alan. Absolutely. You know, Chris, it's it is, it's 2019. DevOps continues to mature. And I think one of the trends that we've seen, certainly over the last year, and I expect it to even accelerate this year, is, you know, changes are coming to the DevOps and data mainframe market, right? We are, mainframes aren't going anywhere. In fact, you know, shops that are using mainframes, I think their footprints are increasing rather than decreasing, and, the From what we see in our readers and in talking to them is that they are eagerly anticipating new uh, developments, new functionality that their mainframe software will will offer that will allow them to leverage DevOps types of you know of uh, foundations, DevOps types of functionality. And I mean DevOps and agile and really code work, continuous delivery, continu- all of these new ways that we're, you know, defining the modern software factory, if you will. You're in the cat's bird seat for it, right, Chris? I mean, CompuWare is kind of leading this charge. When, what do you see, you know, put on your, your, your analyst classes here. Where, what do you see in the market?
1: yeah first uh just confirming what you said about the mainframe because um, the z 14 it's been awakening i think for uh you know customers and analysts in terms of its success so you know the z fourteen is the most successful mainframe model in over a decade um, it's had five consecutive quarters of year over year growth which probably hasn't happened in maybe forever uh and i you know as you said, the reason that's happening is you know, the mainframe is still unmatched in terms of its reliability, its performance, its security, its transactional efficiency. And all of those things, all those virtues are incredibly important in a digital age where, you know, you try to basically create a customer experience through software. Uh, so the mainframe is, as you say, it's it's not just doing well, it's actually doing better than historically because of the digital age. Mm-hmm. So uh, just giving my disposition on the, the, the mainframe and, and the mainframe's role within DevOps. I think you know, if you kind of zoom out a little bit, it makes sense of what's what's happening to the mainframe. And you got to start first with the fact that all of these companies that use mainframe, you know, are of a mindset that uh, you know we've got to be customer centric. Uh, we've got to serve our customers, whether they're individuals, if they're federal agencies, whether they're citizens, or it's business to business. But you know, for a hundred years, uh, you know, and for a hundred years from today. You know, customer, companies that are the most customer-centric, obsessive customers do the best. And and uh, when you look at kind of this modern age to do well from a customer-centric perspective, you've got to create awesome digital experiences. And that's done by writing software. So you know, companies, you know, and, and Amazon has taken the lead and a lot of these kind of more newer age companies, uh, they're incredibly good at taking... Ideas that matter to customers, uh, and again, it's usually through digital means, you know, increasingly rapidly turning those into deliverables that make a difference. And, you know, they're centered on, you know, creating these awesome experiences. And when they kind of look at the measures of what they've got to do better uh, to turn those ideas into deliverables, they got to be really good at velocity, uh, how fast they do those things. They can't do it in ways that compromise quality. So, quality has got to be. Something that's uh, constantly getting better, and they got to become more efficient. I mean, in, in in the manufacturing space, they talk a lot about you know getting rid of non-value-added efforts um, and thinking about you know retooling things that you know are are a cause for technical debt that cause or encumber your ability to increase velocity and uh, improve quality. So you've got to fixate on the efficiency side of it. So you know these three metrics you know, are emerging as foundational to improving things like customer sat and uh, improving financial performance. So when you start now getting closer to large enterprise IT, you've got a mainframe. These ideas that matter to customers don't neatly fall either on the mainframe in terms of the coding work that's gotta be done or the cloud or or some other platform. Almost always these ideas span these platforms. Um, So there's a necessity to improve velocity, quality, and efficiency across the entire enterprise. Uh, so, uh, you know, the mainframe you know, historically has been this kind of siloed organization that had its own culture, its own set of processes, its own set of tooling. And as you said, the mainframe is not going away for all the right reasons. You know, uh, in, in terms of creating these awesome experiences, you know, reliability matters, performance matters. Uh, you know, Security matters. Uh, how efficiently you do that from a cost standpoint matters, but you got to draw the mainframe to be a like system um, and make it different only in syntax from these other platforms. So uh, there's a strong uh, move um, within these large enterprise ITs to you know break down this silo, you know get rid of a house divide against itself, bring the mainframe into uh, a culture that's you know centered on innovation, not on maintenance. Yep. Bring it from Waterfall to Agile uh, to bring it to a, a tooling set that's familiar to non-mainframe platforms. You know, the products like Jenkins and Sonar Source and Sonar Lint, um, you know, uh, Paris, all these t- tools that uh, are used aggressively to improve velocity, you know, quality efficiencies on these other platforms bring these to bear on the mainframe. So, uh, you know, that's what's causing, I, I think, the the mainframe to be in this kind of disrupted state uh, of, of trying to get the culture to, to move, um, getting people to think and behave differently, to embrace these kind of new order of, of how work is done, you know, agile techniques specifically, and then get away from, you know, the mainframe has always been, you know, selectively automated in incredible ways. I mean, the transaction volumes you can support are, are unmatched within the, the marketplace. But it's selective automation, not intrinsic automation, which uh, is a big part of, of what DevOps tries to push. And you know, getting rid of non-value added work on the mainframe and, and getting to the point that the value added work can be done again faster, greater quality, greater efficiency. So that dynamic is, is now you know, gone from kind of innovators and early adopters within the mainframe market. You're now getting into more of the early majority uh, so you're seeing it more broad-based in terms of people looking at the mainframe is that we got to make this like any other platform, and I think you know the the success of the Z14 and you what know, makes sense why it's doing so well, not just better than you know the Z13, but better than previous releases over even the last 10, 20 years. Uh, so uh, it's exciting times in the mainframe. Um, um, and you know I, I think it's success is gonna you know be something you see emerging over the next uh ten years. you'll see fits and starts and and you know obviously problems but uh you know one of the things that's making me so excited you're seeing like you know, successes in the market that that are outrageous we've got customers of copyware that are increasing their development productivity by a factor of four i mean a four hundred percent increase yeah. in productivity so you know they're getting four times the number of story points completed within a release cycle. They're taking testing time, you know, from weeks to minutes, you know, and uh, you know with with better quality. And you know when that is understood by customers, you know if you can go from weeks to minutes, uh, that's a lot of non value-added work that you're doing, right? That's like burning money in the parking lot because a customer is not going to give you more money do the same or less quality than what you can do in minutes as opposed to somebody, somebody that's a lagger doing it in two weeks. Absolutely. So you're seeing these amazing success stories. Again, it's not just our tools. It's, it's no, like, no. It's, you know, it's like, Chris, it's that 10x, right?
0: Everyone's looking for that 10x. And, and we're starting with, you know, 4x is great, 5x is, is better. We're, we're getting those, we're hearing success stories the 10x success stories with mainframe. And it, and it goes back to something else you said, that instead of people saying, oh, I'm winding down my mainframe or I'm migrating mainframe, no, I'm looking at a 10-year roadmap on mainframes where it's not, you know, a couple of years ago, there was this, I don't know, fake media, yeah. fake news about, yeah, well, you know, it's here now, but we've got to kind of wind down. What you're saying about the Z14 is exactly right. It's 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 bigger than anything that's come before it, in essence, right? Here's another thing, though, Chris, and I, I'm interested in your take. Kudos to the mainframe software uh, market and, and vendors who are recognizing, not all of them, not all of them, but the ones who are, the enlightened ones who are recognizing this and are capitalizing on it by bringing the tools the market wants to bear. It's more than just the hardware, right? The hardware is phenomenal. I'm not going to deny that IBM has done amazing with this, with the Z14. But the software vendors, including CompuWare, right, take about, have, have really delivered. You guys have a new release coming
1: out or just came out, is that right? Right, it's the seventeenth consecutive quarter that we've come out with new capabilities, upgrades to our classic offerings, and integration with uh, awesome and preferred DevOps tools. So yeah, that's we're very excited about this newest release. So talk to
0: me. What 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 got you? What's the? Give me the three biggest things that get you excited on this release, Chris.
1: Yeah. So each quarter, uh, you know, we're turning the crank in terms of trying to nail the jobs that are changing right uh, as I explained earlier that you know when you're going from waterfall to agile and and from selectively automated to intrinsically automated you're trying to go from maintenance to innovation the jobs that people have to do uh, change radically um, and they change radically in ways that are difficult to achieve I mean when you're Working on the mainframe, you are working with you know large code bases, uh, large in terms of the quantity of those code bases, and and also the the size of any one of them. So uh, these techniques uh, at a high level, you know, just seem obvious. But the practical uh, things that need to be done from an innovation standpoint to help people to nail these things, it takes a lot of innovation. I mean, uh, we've had uh, do a lot of work to get to the point where you know you're seeing orders of magnitude improvement in uh, you know the way people develop, the way people will test. So you know this latest release is just another chapter in that story. So we came out with uh, Topaz Team Profile. So uh, a good example um, of a capability that allows you know those that are working on systems to basically be able to store their configurations. Uh, you know the the inputs and outputs of of these applications, the test uh, artifacts that are used, and build those artifacts and configurations in ways that can be shared broadly um, within, within teams or across the organization that's important for a couple of things. one is the work to do that you want to do it once and then do it once for everyone because uh, you know in the DevOps mindset of continuous improvement, you want to get rid of things that aren't value-added, things that customers won't pay for. So, uh, you know, in creating this capability, we allow now, as teams get spun up, right, you get a, a team that's going to work on a two-week sprint, You want them out of the gate to be productive. So being able to share profiles day one uh, with people that may never, have never, you know, worked on these systems before is crucial so that you're productive in the first minute of the first day. Um, you also have situations where you know, you've got, you know, because of technical debt issues, maybe a team, a large team that you want to go after you know, certain work that's going to help to improve the future throughput of, of incremental efforts you have from a development perspective in the future. And you're going to bring, you know, large groups of people to work on something. And that may be an outsourcer that you're engaging. Uh, it may be new college recruits that you're engaging. But you, again, want those people to be as productive as possible as quickly. So If you've got an experienced person on your staff that can create all those configurations and then share that broadly, again, you're going to lessen the ramp-up time for them to do their effective work. So, uh, again, this is another example of us thinking about, you know, the mainframe going from, uh, you know, a waterfall to agile at scale and, and having a scenario where it's not just people that have been you know on your staff for 30 years working on the same sub subsist- subsystems of, of of your applications every day for their entire career. Is now be you know, because ideas are paramount and where people work has more to do not with what they know, but what the company wants to do and better servicing, you know, their customers. So there's a more of a randomness to the work and, and a changing nature to the work and what you work on is fluid. So uh, you know we're really thinking deeply about the implications of that. And you know, for, for profiles within Topaz, that's a major step in the direction of getting you know, a, a different way of working within IT. The second thing is, is that we released is another Jenkins plugin. Jenkins is a you know essential part of CICD pipelines in terms of the automation side of it. And you know, we're constantly thinking about what are the things or plugins that need to be created. Make the mainframe equal to any other platform um, in, in all ways other than syntax so JCL job control language is an important part of how you know, programs are run within the mainframe you know creating a plugin to help bring it into uh, the CICD pipeline efforts and the automation efforts was a, a crucial thing that needs to be done so it's a contribution from an artifact standpoint that uh, again takes another step for our customers and then lastly is you know in the area of, of testing um, you know, copyware is you know, the leader of not exclusive provider of unit, unit and functional testing uh, as a combined offering. It's a necessary part of, of the job that people have to do within Agile, where this concept of shifting left. The developers aren't just coding, they're coding and testing, you know, both in terms of bugs and performance. They're becoming much more extended in terms of their role, uh, so their accountability and responsibility is bigger. Uh, so they need tools like unit and functional testing tools to participate within a two-week sprint process, so that you know they're deliverable at the end of that cycle is one that's you know as close to bug-free as possible. Um, like not putting you know future work into the system where it comes back as you know some quality issue six months later, twelve months later, when uh, you know it runs into production or you know is a usability concern. So uh, these three things are, you know, another turn of the crank, if you will, in popular's effort to help customers nail these jobs, these new jobs that are created within one kind of agile work environments and DevOps work environments. Excellent.
0: Anything else on the new release before I go off on another direction?
1: No, it's just, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're very excited because we uh, we released a technology called Z Advisor six months or so ago, which is a method of collecting the you know, business KPIs for customers and then looking at actually you know stats relative to our product, so we can see kind of the behavior of developers. And you know, we're working with companies collaboratively, you know, to treat you know, their people as they should, like high performance you know athletes, rather than like these slaves in a Roman chip galley um, yeah. and say, work harder, work faster. You've got to be constructive in helping to share you know, best practices, methods that have, you know, a positive effect in things like velocity, quality, and efficiency. So, you know, with every release, you know, we're seeing a significant increase, you know, um, in these, this KPI performance. So as we were talking about earlier, the, you know, the mainframe, is certainly on a march, you know, to become a first-class citizen within the digital age, within these enterprise customers. But the you more... Mean, I find in, I'm sorry, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh-huh.
0: I was going to say, you know what I find interesting is, yeah, we're talking about the mainframe machines, but so much of your focus is on the people, on the developers, on the team, because at the end of the day, that's the gold right that's the the almost irreplaceable asset are are the the the, the people and the developers and the you know the i t teams that are working on these mainframes, and it's about empowering them right so i I, I think that it's it's the right place to put the focus
1: yeah, people uh, yeah. I just re- to the obvious here, but people matter most mm-hmm. uh, you know when you think about the mainframe in the context of Agile and DevOps, asking people to change their roles, if they've been around for 30 years, 40 years, dramatically. I mean, the, the day in the life in Agile and DevOps is vastly different than the day in the, day in the life of the status quo. And, uh, you know, it's important that, you know, as leaders, you know, you're promoting the appropriate culture and, and getting people to understand why they need to change, you um, Important that you're giving them the necessary education, um, teaching them how to be effective in, in, you know, agile sprints. I mean, that's a different way of working. I mean, it's not that you're working 24 hours a day, but you're definitely working in a more intense way. And that products matter. Then you know, the tools have got to be enablers. You know, not not things that fight against um, your efforts to adopt this new culture and an agile nature. And you know, I really try to express to IT leaders, you got to think about these things because, you know, uh, we use this example, the Gallup survey, Gallup survey, you know, been doing this thing for 20, 30 years of, of employee engagement in large enterprises. And what's interesting, most interesting about it is over 20, 30 years, the employee engagement statistics haven't really changed. And it's disturbing when you actually hear about them. Two thirds of employees in most large enterprises are not engaged. Um, yes. Half of them are kind of, it's a job, I don't care that much, and 16 17% are actively disengaged to try to sabotage the efforts of the companies. So one of the biggest problems is engagement and employee engagement. And, and so I, I try to get people to understand, people matter huge, hugely. And, and you've got to you give them the culture um, you know, necessary to thrive in this more competitive age Yep. You've got to give them direction in terms of the process, the way that work is done, but you've got to give them the tools. You know, asking them to use, you know, mainframe tools out of a movie, for a NASA movie from 1965, and thinking gonna that's going to happen incredibly naive. Uh, so. Absolutely. You're not landing people on the dark side of
0: the moon with that. Chris <laughs> – we have got a few minutes left. I wanted to touch on another subject. We didn't really kind of pre-talk about it, but I'm sure you've got some great views on it. I was out in Seattle last week last month for KubeCon. You know, Kubernetes cloud native. It's a funny question to ask the mainframe guy the cloud native question, but certainly containers are no strangers to mainframes. I mean they've they've been on the mainframe for 20 years, maybe more, right? Twenty-five. So Anything specific to Kubernetes in the Topaz or CompuWare kind of roadmap that you can discuss right now, or what what effect do you see that on, on your world?
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, when you think about, you know, kind of the flow of work uh, in large enterprise IT, I mean, uh, and, and what developers... Are fixated on I mean part of it is you know innovation functionality that they're trying to build which is most important I mean that's the value-added efforts of developers that make a difference in the eyes of the customer Uh, and you want to do that as quickly as you can with the greatest degree of quality but there's you know the the other things you got to think about are things like quality itself I mean if you get Anything that you release that's you know got bugs in the system, how rapidly you can respond to it—that's always part of the work that's being done. You know, I don't I don't know of any organization that doesn't have some degree of, of bugs, or or and bugs may be you know uh, you know software written improperly, and and again our tools are helping to fix that or usability issues, um, integrations and other systems. There's also the work of compliance and security that you got to do. But this last thing, there's this thing, technical debt, right? That uh, you know, any any code base that's had any life to it, as you know, you meander through the efforts to serve customers, it's something that grows over time. Um, it has nothing to do with mainframe. It, it happens everywhere. You know, the cloud. You know, Amazon's got that. And you got to deal with that technical debt. So, as you're dealing with technical debt. Um, the smart approach is to start, you know, using more of these modern techniques. You know, SOA was kind of a, a philosophical approach to you know, breaking down these larger systems into smaller subsystems. You want to think about, you know, API enabling, you know, fly enabling these you know, smaller chunks, but you also want to think about containerizing, you know, using these in the form of containers. Um, you know, Docker being... Uh, you know, the method of creating the container Kubernetes being the way of, of managing these. So, yeah, we do see, you know, this playing an increasing role. as People start really looking at, you know, you know affecting technical debt because that gives you the biggest bang for the buck. I mean, you certainly want to do it with any new functionality you're doing, but, you know, you've got some huge code, you know, huge numbers of lines of code uh, that you developed over 40 years that works awesome. I mean, uh, you know, it's 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 really good working code, but, you know, making it more manageable, and getting rid of that technical debt, you know, part of that, you know, equation is RESTful APIs, it's containerizing it and managing it, you know, more in a cloud-like fashion. So, yeah, you'll see us enabling those tools. You know, our approach has always been, you know, to go to the edge of the mainframe and then we stop, you know, we take care of what we know best uh, and getting rid of these esoteric differences. But then we, when we go off the edge of the mainframe, you know, we work with all these other vendors. Um, we allow, you know, Sonar Lint, Sonar Q to do its work on COBOL as akin to what it does with, you know, Java or C. or Parasoft as a, as a testing framework, you know, allowing our products to you know, work within that orchestration, you know. Um, you know, so there's these all these tools that work in the kind of the DevOps world that are preferred. And we're some, So you should think of us doing things in support of you know, Docker and Kubernetes over the long term. But, yeah, this is a, it's an important part of making you know, mainframe IP uh, and, you know, one that the throughput can constantly be improved, and those techniques obviously help enormously. Absolutely.
0: Chris, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to get you going because it doesn't take much when we start talking mainframes and DevOps, but we're way over time and I need, I need to wrap up. Um, hey, we'll, we'll have you on certainly next quarter for the,
1: what will it be? The 43th. <laughs> we'll be doing this and it'll be our thousands. You and I will be in uh, wheelchairs talking about well, you'll, By then you should be down in Florida with me, but um, anyway... <laughs>
0: Chris, it's a pleasure having you on continued success with, with Topaz and
1: Compuware, and uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you soon. Always a pleasure. And anytime I can help. And
0: All thank right. you for
1: the work, and thank you for the hard work that you do. Uh, thank you. Uh, Alrighty.
0: Chris O'Malley, CEO, visionary leader at Compuware, on DevOps chat with uh, me today. This is Alan Schimmel and you just listened to another chat.